Welcome back to Americana Station. Today on the podcast, we have a good friend of mine, Fawn Larson. We've been friends for quite a few years, and um, we've we've uh, done some music together. We are actually about to go tour down to Lafayette, Louisiana, with our friend Scott Mulvihill, and uh, we're going to be doing a dual CD release party at Cité des Arts in Lafayette, Louisiana. We're really excited about it. Um, I'm actually going to probably throw up some information about that for all you Louisiana people out there listening to the podcast. Um, Fawn Larson has a new album out, coming out, called Loose Hand. And it is um, 13 American English songs, as she brands in our podcast. You heard it here first. And uh, it's just a, it's a brilliant body of work. I've heard some of the songs on the album, including the one in the background right now. And... Um, She's really just done a great job with this album, and I'm, I'm really excited to hear the whole thing. She's got a Kickstarter out. She'll talk about that. Um, lots of really cool things happening. Um, shout out to We Make Tapes. Um, they did uh, her CDs as well as mine, um, and she talks about that in the podcast as well. Um, No going back now. So, uh, Fawn, let's talk about your life and uh, music. Yes, let's talk about me. So, My when you were topic. six years old, <laughs> you started playing harmonica. Six years old, that's right. Um, so, I've been playing, I just turned 30, and the other day someone asked me how many years I'd been playing harmonica. So, you had to do the math. I had to do the math. I'm so bad at math. I'm such a words person. So, 24 years of, of harping. Feels like quite an accomplishment. Four years of harping. <laughs> that should be the name of your next album. Yeah. <laughs> You've been but to some uh, some some nerdy harmonica conventions. Oh, you're you really gonna out those? me? Yeah. Gonna out me on your podcast here? <laughs> <laughs> what was? The, what I'll was the admit name of it. it. I'm a harmonica nerd. Um, it's called the SPA, and that stands for um, Society for the Preservation and Advancement of the Harmonica. It's not like a girls' getaway spa. Um, it's just like a bunch of hardcore harmonica players getting together for four days and doing workshops and like the best of the best go to it i'm i'm so pumped i'm going in they're having it in st louis in august and i'm gonna be driving up for that kind of showcases there oh no no i'm i like to think i'm a pretty good harp player but you are yeah um you're actually playing in the intro i don't know if you've heard the podcast yet but Oh, um, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> need to catch up. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. I'm I'm honored. But um, yeah, so if these you hear people the are on a different level. In the intro, that's that's Von Larson playing. Woo-hoo. Anyway, so you're going to spa in in August. August yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll be a busy year of music stuff. You know, with um, well, I know you know you have your your list of questions here probably, but yeah. um, with the new album coming out, and I'd like to get out of town more. Not that I don't love Nashville. I totally love Nashville, but um, it's easy to get stuck here, so I want to make yeah. sure that doesn't happen. Got to get out there, mm-hmm. get the music heard. Speaking of which, you're going to be doing some stuff down in Louisiana. Soon. Yeah. 
yeah, you're acting surprised. Reviews. You know, I hear that Will Payne Harrison is also going to be doing stuff in Louisiana. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we'll be down there at the same time. Wow, we should share a show. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited for that hometown show. And it's been, has it been three years? It's been three years yeah, since. Since your last album release. The last release. one, Down yeah. Home. Um, and yeah, so I'll be doing a set. You will be doing a set. Right. <laughs> and um, the fantastic Scott Mulvihill will also be doing a set at Cité des Arts down in Lafayette. That's going to be fun. Okay, back on track. So okay. so harmonica, you've been playing harmonica for <laughs> <laughs> for uh, 24 years. Fantastic harmonica player. You've been playing violin for how long? Let's see. I started when I was 15. So um, 15 years. 15 years. Oh, my gosh. Half, of, half my life. Half your life. <laughs> But you took you took lessons from um, Mitch Reed. Mitch Reed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he was like a Cajun kind of fiddle player, and so I, d- I don't have I wasn't classically trained. Um, I wish I wish I had had classical training. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now living in Nashville and everyone is just so freaking good. Yeah. And anyway, but I have fun with it. I actually just played last night with um, Luke Holden down at Soulshine, and um, oh, cool. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I want to get out and play. I mean, I love doing my solo stuff, but playing as an accompanist is also really satisfying. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always fun to to you know to take your take a step out of the light for a second and mm-hmm. just make someone else's music shine. Oh yeah, I'm. I mean, I love being a side person. Not I also love playing my music, but it's um my personality isn't like. I want the limelight. I love the spotlight. Uh, right. I I don't know. I just I have to get into the zone when I play my solo shows, and I always have I fun, feel the same way. Yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, look at me. <laughs> just gotta put on a different persona and get up there and. Yeah, it always cracks me up when I see like a side person who's trying to steal the limelight. Yeah. I'm like that. That's what are you doing? Like that's the reason I would want to be a side person is so I don't yeah. have to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Some people, that's just their personality. Um, so yeah, so harmonica, violin, and then um, you've you've played in a lot of bands over the years. But I wanted to just mention a few. Um, Rio Luminoso being one, just because uh, I wanted everyone that's listening to to know kind of know about your background. And I think it's really interesting that you played a lot of uh, or sang a lot of Spanish music. Um, and like, what was it? Uh, I can't remember any of the names of the songs anymore. Like Besame Mucho. Yes, Besame Mucho. And um, you did that Leonard Cohen song that was really cool. Oh, Dance Me to the End of Love? Yeah. That was such a, that's such a cool song. But I it was prefer the Madeline Peru version. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Leonard, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's listening, but... Um, yeah, so so you, you did a lot of like uh, Spanish-influenced music with like accordion, and you played violin. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then Gary was on upright. Yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun band. Um, I ended up having, sadly, moving on from that to pursue more of my own music. Um, but when I lived in Lafayette, yeah, I was in a band called Calico, the off-brand band. Oh, that's right. Yes, How with Rebecca. Yeah, because you were in so Richard. many bands, it's hard to remember them all. Not that many. Um, people here in Nashville are in like ten bands. Um, that's true. But yeah, so Calico and the off-brand band—that was like my first foray into playing out getting gigs and stuff and that was just like real folk 
uh, I remember we someone did a review on us once and they they branded us as twee folk. Twee folk. It's yeah. And I looked I was like, what what does twee even mean? And it apparently means sickeningly sweet. So I don't <laughs> know if that was supposed to be a compliment. Anyone who we'll knows me knows that I'm not twee. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and then Rio Luminoso and then I was in this band called The Onlys. The Onlys. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, Will. Yeah. Um, the banjo <laughs> player was sick. Yeah. Um, which that's kind of how we met. We started a duo that ended up being uh, a four-piece band, um, and then we got a, a couple of cool things. We were mm-hmm. uh, we almost made it to Bonnaroo. Do you remember that? Oh you yeah. About that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about. I that. saw that somewhere. Oh, it was like a newspaper article or something. We like the first year that they started doing like some kind of online thing. For some reason, we we figured out how to get like all the votes and we were like up in the top like three or something You're making like it that. sound like we cheated we figured out how to read because well, it was system. like the way the way that it was it was really hard to understand like how to do how to get votes or whatever and we figured it out and we had you know i don't know like 500 votes or something like that and then like all these other people figured it out right at the end <laughs> and knocked us out of the top 10 so we almost made it to bonnaroo and then um we made this movie yeah, that was the movie title. We didn't yeah. make this movie. Yeah, we didn't make the movie. <laughs> the name of the movie was We yeah, Made This Movie. Yeah, that was David Letterman's production company, right? Right. Um, yeah, and your World song, Higher Than the Treetops, was the first song in the movie. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I remember turning the movie on and like, first thing, like right out of the gate. It's yeah. like, Higher Than the Treetops. I'm like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Like opening sequence was your, was your song, yeah. Yeah. And then this is just, I love how this is just turning into a big reminiscing session. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, and then the big thing that always makes me so sad, you know where I'm going. Yeah. Yep. I got it written down. Mm-hmm. The Wrigley's gum commercial. Yeah. I just, it, it, if anyone from Wrigley's is listening, I mean, we're still open t- to working with you. Right. Uh, we know you feel really bad about what happened. Um, <laughs> no, we we got approached. Oh, it was through music dealers. And we yeah. got approached by someone, a rep from music dealers saying uh, Wrigley's wants you to put together your spin on the Dusty Springfield song, I Only Want to Be With You. Um, and this was when Will and I were in the Onlys together. And so we had to go into the studio. We it was like three or four days. Oh, it wasn't. I was thinking yeah. it was two days. Anyway, it was, it was, a, it was intense. And because um, they wanted it just so, they wanted it to be real, like, heartfelt. And, of course, it had to be a certain BPM. It had to sync up with the video footage they gave us of the, the dad and his daughter through the years eating Wrigley's gum, making origami cranes out of the wrappers. It was so right. sad. It was just so sad when that didn't pan out because um, the marketing team. Yeah. And then we ended up getting... Um, um, like three hundred dollars or something like that, and because they're like, "Oh, sorry, you you recorded it." Well, yeah, that was nice they did that. Yeah, but it would have been a lot nicer to have um, a national commercial. <laughs> well, and that was like it would play before movies. It was on TV, and yeah, you could see this. I it was just like a piano ballad song. I hated going to the theater for a while after yeah. that because they would always play that Wrigley's Gum yeah. commercial. Everybody else is crying because it's sad. I was crying because we didn't get the yeah. song. <laughs> But anyway, can't focus on the past. But you can hear that song on Fawn Larson's first album. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's not all all for naught. Um, it's, it turned out pretty sweet. I'm happy to... It was the only cover on the album. 
Well, you know what's funny too is that like when you hear the rest of the album in comparison, it's so different than that one song. It, yeah, it really is. It's just that I don't care. My first album was just kind of um, uh, all over the place in terms of stylistically. Um, it ranged from like real folk to you know hard, you know more rock and kind of right and everything in between. So. I'm excited for this new album to be a little bit more consistent. Okay. And it's 12 tracks. The new one? Yeah. 13. 13. Yeah. It okay. was going to be 12. And then I wrote a new song and um, decided to add it as the lucky 13. Nice. Yep. Um, so going back a little bit, your first album, The Sway, um, like you said, it, it it was in a good way, kind of like all over the place because you had more like acoustic uh, folk stuff, but then you had you had some more driving songs, um, like um, uh, oh man, I can't think of the name of the song right now. Oh, high hopes. Well, yeah, high hopes too. I was thinking of lost the myself today, or oh, anything at all. Anything at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was just like almost like has like this fifties doo wop kind of, but like with like indie rock. A little like bit it. of punk in there too. Yeah. I remember Gary, my bass player. It was gonna be another one of those like just slow sad songs and when we were rehearsing one day gary was like you know what if we turn this into like a put like a, a punk beat on this and just like really drive it and push it to the limit and i was just like okay well we'll try it thinking i was like i get set in my ways yeah but um but it turns out it was just so fun right like the first time we ran through it 100 percent. this is what it's going to be on yeah. the album yeah, and that's uh, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Then yeah, me too. Then totally. you got Ue Tonke. Ue Tonke. Your friend. Multilingual. Fawn Larson is a multilingual <laughs> don't speaker. Know about that. <laughs> yeah, I should be more so if I would just French, join Spanish, a, a Spanish practice group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. But um, yeah, living in Louisiana, though, it's it's such a francophone culture. And um, so, yeah, there's a, a French song on the album that I'm not. Uh, fluent in French by any means, but it was fun, fun to do. Luckily, I had a good friend who was able to check my grammar for me. <laughs> yeah, make sure everything was, make sure was I don't right. Embarrass myself <laughs> to all the French speaking speakers. Yeah, make, sh- make sure I'm not like offending anybody with anything I'm saying. Yeah. So, are there any other like uh, languages on the new album? All in English. Um, there's a little like German. There's a little Canadian. <laughs> what to say most people are gonna think you're serious <laughs> no no 100 percent american english you guys <laughs> 13 songs of american english that should be like the little <laughs> the little uh package on the, the front that's gonna that's gonna be the selling point you know honey i would really like to listen to 13 songs in american english tonight <laughs> Do you know anybody who has 13 songs of American English? Actually, I do. <laughs> Von Larson has this new album, Loose Hands. Right after we're done with this, Hand. I'm going to go update my update my website. Yeah. It's going to be a big banner across the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, you're drinking out of your, your fancy new mug right now. I I'm so excited. Yeah. So um, for our listeners out there, right before Will and I started our chat, this morning, um, I opened my box of mugs from discountmugs.com. <laughs> I just ordered some fancy, beautiful mugs with my logo from my new album on them. 
and I, I can't stop staring at it. It's you can yeah, ask Will. Yeah, they're camp mugs, obsessing. and they're really they're really cool they're looking. Beautiful. It's so pretty. It's so it's better except for that one being chipped. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're better than I was I was even expecting. Um, and a little plug. So you have a Kickstarter coming out. Probably by the time yeah. this comes out, it'll be yeah. live. Oh, you cool. can get the mug. Yeah, you can totally get a mug. You can get um, the CD. You can get a poster. Um, you can get a song. I'll write you a song. Oh. Yeah, that I had a lot of fun doing that last time. Can you request it in like French or Spanish or anything like that? <laughs> if they're <laughs> okay with me using Google Translate. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's I'm excited about it. Um, and the Kickstarter is I I'm using it more as like a pre-order campaign. Right. I don't. I, I don't want it to, I'm just so awkward about, let me beg everyone for money. I don't want right. it to ever feel like that. Um, but I do want people to have the chance to support and to get, you know, put their order in for stuff. Cause yeah. I have a lot of fans across the U S you know, who I don't see on a regular basis at shows. And then that might be a good opportunity for them to snag their, their swag, snag their swag. Snag. I'm going to, Ooh. I'm going to hashtag that. Yeah. Snag your swag. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it is a great way, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's very like, um, you know, it's just become a standard thing. As soon as you release a new album, throw up a Kickstarter and, um, you know, I actually decided against it on this, um, EP just because it's so close to the last album that it just, um, I don't want to overextend my, um, you know, pushing pushing uh, people to, to buying stuff, even though it's the same thing as I'm using it as a pre, I would use it as a pre-order. I'll just um, mm. throw it on my website and if somebody wants to buy it, they'll buy it. But yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, you know, that's a really great idea to get a bunch of different unique merch that, you know, only like the hardcore fans will be able to have. Yeah. And these mugs are great. They're really cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy you like them. Well, should we talk about the brilliant idea we had for your merch, the 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 whiskey the shot glasses yeah because maybe we should maybe you should cut that yeah. we don't want anyone else copying it right I kind of wish I hadn't told you I should have just kept that idea for myself <laughs> uh you know well I should do just do like a whiskey glass and then like I'll actually give you your first shot for free just that bring would some be so cool right like buy the whiskey glass for whatever and you get a shot of you whiskey you should totally with do it. that yeah. at your shows I'm doing it bring your boom bring your glass bring your um, Will Payne Harrison shot glass and you'll get a shot of whiskey at my show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the venues would feel about you like bringing a big bottle of cheap whiskey though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing their business. Oh man. <laughs> it's a thought though. It's a thought. Um, so new album, 13 songs. Do you have a favorite yeah. song? Oh, I don't know. It's always changing. Um, and honestly, I haven't been listening to it a whole lot. So I was like listening this it's been like over a year in the making ask my engineer slash co-producer max garso um but it, it's been a while and so i was listening to it so intensely for a bit and i haven't listened to the songs in probably like a month and a half now because i kind of want to give my ears a break from it and then come back and listen to it and right. see like okay is it everything that i think it it is it that it was or it should be kind of thing but um i think my favorite song is all i want and which is going to be your first single. Prob yeah, yeah, it's going to be my first single. Um, it's going to be track number 12 on the album, um, which you can confirm when you pre-purchase it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm one yeah, of those. Yeah, you sent me a, a, a MP3 of it, and I got to hear it, and it sounds amazing. I'm oh, thanks. 
excited about hearing the other 12 songs yeah i'm excited for people to hear it i'm one of those weirdos that like buries the um the title track and the single like all the way at the end i feel like the proper way to do it is probably like put it in the the first quarter or third (laughs) of the record but that's just my tendency i i want to like save the best for last (laughs) right yeah make you you have to suffer through this first part to get to the good stuff Yeah, all that crap (laughs) all that other all the other 11 songs oh yeah well in in a society where we're everyone's dropping singles at least here in nashville like constantly like you don't it's really refreshing um when people are doing full links and um i think every most of the guests i've had on so far they've been doing full links which I, i think is so cool because um um i know jason hawk harris is just left nashville and he was recording his full length and caleb has a full length but um I just I love the full length so much because you get more invested in like the way the songwriter writes and maybe like the 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 ebb and flow of the record, whereas like with the single you get one song and you're done. Yeah, you know? yeah, you can't get to know someone off of one song. Right. It's like yeah. You can't get to know someone off of one date. You know, you have right. to give it a chance. You, you got to go on thirteen dates. <laughs> thirteen dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it gets better at the end. So you made it right the right choice with your <laughs> yeah. song order. Right. Yeah. Now we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have a lot of people in long-term committed relationships with my album. Hopefully, with your album. yeah, actually that would be great. Draw them in. That's <laughs> that's the idea. That that is the idea. That's what I want. I love um, I love getting hooked on an album. Like, I was just oh shout out to a friend of mine, Anana K. I was, I just got her album, and I probably listened to it like. I mean, definitely over a hundred times in a row. <laughs> yeah. In the car, that's where I listen to my CDs. Yeah, I still listen to CDs. What's up? But I hope other people do too, since I'm about to be releasing one. You know, Best Buy just um, announced that they're not no longer carrying CDs. No. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and Target's f- about to follow suit. What Crazy. Are, what are people going to listen to? Uh, Spotify. Sp- what? I guess. Uh, yeah i'm like so behind the times on technology (laughs) i don't even i don't own an i do people still use ipods i don't even know no iphones so people have their music on their iphones yeah okay so ipod's not a thing anymore uh i don't know anyone that has an ipod i'm sure some (laughs) like maybe like younger (laughs) children you know what's coming back though the cassette tape yeah and i thought about maybe doing a cassette Right. For yeah. a loose hand. Yeah. It's, I think it's just gotten to that point where the, the kids that are like in their early twenties are just beyond the point of remembering when cassettes were actually a thing. Mm-hmm. So like people in their thirties like us are like <laughs> cassettes, like cassettes suck. But like the kids in their twenties are like, this is awesome. It's so, so retro. Cool. <laughs> so like, it's the kind of a thing with like younger. Yeah. Like I'm right. You know what? Maybe I'll do a thing. Cause I'm getting my CDs um manufactured at we make tapes and discs yeah in nashville tapes yeah and yeah people listening people in nashville i highly recommend that place their customer service is spot on they are decently priced and you'll get your cds in like a week which is and no shipping so or your tapes depending on maybe i'll just go with a cassette tape instead Hmm, maybe i will too maybe i can do like you know 20 bucks but it comes with a cassette and a cassette player (laughs) <laughs> where are you gonna get a cassette player from i don't know um kmart <laughs> yeah there's a kmart up the road from from here from my house that's going out of business maybe they yeah. have a stockpile of cassette players i could go raid <laughs> that's a great idea yeah i don't know how people are listening to tapes i really don't um because i don't even know where they sell 
cassette players and no no um car since like the early 2000s <laughs> has had a cassette deck in it so you know where they sell them is goodwill true <laughs> yeah salvation army yeah probably like um urban outfitters or something oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the songwriting process look like for you um do you write quickly do you write slowly do you um it's kind of changed so i used to write quickly i used to like have an idea and then sit down and finish it in in under an hour like whole song yeah three verse chorus everything and um but now i'm having I d i'm going through a phase where i'm just like having a lot of ideas but i'm not really finishing them and uh now that I have this smartphone <laughs> and I can just like open up a voice memo and sing a little bit. It's usually when I'm driving all of my voice memos of songs. It's like, yeah, like road noise in the background. And sometimes my windshield wipers, <laughs> but so yeah, I'm trying to be better. I just set up my, my creative space in my room with like paper and pens and I'm going to try to be better at like when I start a song, like write out, write out the lyrics that I have so far and keep them in front of me. That way I'm more likely to actually finish it. Right. Cause I just want to finish songs. I mean, I probably have like <laughs> like close to a hundred so like starts of songs. Right. I don't even know how many, but, and I, they're all pretty good. You know, I delete the ones I'll, g I'll periodically like go back through my memos and like delete the ones that aren't, catching my interest anymore yeah but yeah sometimes it's hard to like you start off with like you got the verse and you got the chorus and it's so good you're like when you get to the second verse you're like i don't know how to match this yeah know? totally i'm the same way and like when i tell that to people they're like oh, well you need to do co-writing you need to bring in another person to like help you but yeah i don't know maybe it's because you have I'm to have the, the right person yeah and definitely and yeah. i i've had like a few i've done a few co-writing sessions and I did one with um, my friend Beth Brown, and she she and I had good chemistry. Um, but typically, I'm I'm yeah. just like such a solo person. I'm an only child. I think that's part right. of it. I want to I want to do it all myself, and uh, no one can be around when I'm writing. Um, I have to be like the house has to be empty. There, yeah, no one can hear. Yeah, but me and Sassy. Sassy's privileged. Like that's my cat. So she's kind of a co-writing partner. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. she's my muse. <laughs> um, do you usually come up with the melody first or the lyrics? How does that work for you? Kind of both. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, um, it's rare that I'll come up with lyrics first, but I'll usually come up both with both. And sometimes every now and then, maybe just like a little melody. Yeah. I think there's been one time in the last year that I've, written lyrics first and i was like walking and and everything just came into my mind and so i just typed it in my phone that's cool um but yeah usually it's it's either both or a lot of times it's the melody first mm -hmm. melody and chord progression yeah i think i've like in the last year year and a half i've started like getting into writing a bit of poetry and so i feel like yeah. if i like had lyrics or if i had words popping into my mind it, i'd be more inclined to just like put that in poetic form instead of right. songwriting. Who are some but of your favorite poets? I know you read poetry. Um, <laughs> Did oh I just gosh. put you on the spot? No, it's like, I'm such a, a fraud. Like, 
I I have one favorite poet. Okay. It's, and it's Billy Collins. Right. Um, yeah. He's he's my favorite. He's the only one. He's my only favorite. Cause yeah. I'm that I'm that kind of person that's like. You're loyal. Yeah, well, I'm loyal. Like people are loyal to your album. <laughs> you know, they're committed to your Hopefully. album. You're committed to Billy Collins. <laughs> I'm so committed. Yeah. Um, I'm also like totally like in love with. I'm like in love with him, and I also want to be him. Yeah. So it's like I have a very, like, I'm very invested in this person. And I finally got to see him. He came to Nashville, where somewhere on the Vanderbilt campus, and did a reading and. Oh, it was like one of the best days in my life getting to see him. Did you get a signed copy of it? Oh, of course I did. Yeah, that's awesome. Of course I did. And he said, uh, I was like, fangirl. Um, And I told him my name. Or no, he saw my name because what they did, there were so many people wanting, you know, autograph copies. And so they go, there's like a facilitator writing everyone's name in the book so he he doesn't have to ask. And, oh, how do you spell that? And so he saw my name. He's like, Fawn, I'm not going to forget that name that um, like something like that. i'm not gonna forget you i'm not gonna forget your name what if you wrote a poem about you oh uh, <laughs> don't don't even <laughs> anyway so that's i love him yeah uh, i've been getting into poetry lately um who's your favorite do you have a favorite well this is gonna sound so like dumb because there's so many good ones but no actually leonard cohen he has oh, a book nice. called okay. the uh art of longing um, I've people have longing. recommended that and I want to check it out. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll let you, it. I'll let you borrow it when cool, I finish it, cool. but it's so good and he's so awesome. So he was a, uh, a monk for about five years. He went up onto this mountain and mm-hmm. shaved his head and wore all the monk garbs. And, mm-hmm. and, um, during that time he wrote a bunch of poetry and the poetry is just so like human and spiritual and just beautiful all at once because it's so like, like there's no. N- there's no filter of like society or anything like that. It's just him writing what he felt, and it's just like some of the most beautiful poetry. Um, and uh, I'm, I hope I say this right. Rain, uh, Rainer. Ah, I'm gonna get it wrong, but there's this book. I'm just gonna say the title of the book that's called that everyone should read if you're a songwriter. Um, it's called Letters to a Young Poet. Mm-hmm. I think it's Rainer Rilke Marie is the name of it. I think uh-huh. I'm saying that right. Um, and it's basically you can apply all of this like like everything that's being said about um to this young poet to like any young songwriter and it's like it's it's a really good read um cool. and then also uh this uh spanish uh, poet pablo neruda oh yeah you yeah yeah he's yeah he's great as well yeah so like you can there's like translated versions so you can read it in spanish and english that's really cool yeah, yeah. and khalil gibran i haven't weren't you talking about him yeah, i was talking about him with someone recently Anyway, yeah so poetry good. is like so cool and i've been getting into it lately because i think it yeah. makes you a better songwriter too yeah know? i feel like it with billy collins he's i just love how he sees the world i want to see the world how i want to like i said i just want to be him i want to see life through his eyes yeah but yeah like when you're observing it i feel like it does make you a better songwriter and it's so freeing to not have to put every word to music right Good god yeah <laughs> yeah just just to like write stuff down yeah, yeah. That w- that's been kind of like my new year's resolution is to like just every morning write something it could be poetry it can be lyrics it can be mm-hmm. whatever it can just be free-flowing whatever just yep. write something yeah and that's helped me a lot it's for good sure thing to do yeah do you have like a morning ritual you know i need to get back into the routine because <laughs> I, initially it was my morning ritual was don't touch your phone until you <laughs> until you've written something for at least five Ooh. to ten minutes 
Um, and then I got lazy and that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great so one. I'm going to get back into that cause it's probably been a couple of weeks since I've done that. But, um, yeah, the idea is just that you, you contribute some kind of something to, and I've written songs out of that and some of it's just like, well, that's a cool poem, but yep. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it, but mm-hmm. yeah, just writing something and not every day and knowing that not every day you're going to have like something that's like inspiring. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just like the habit yeah. practice and i want to do that i you know first things first this is something i've been wanting to do for a bit is to use start using a regular alarm clock not not my phone alarm because oh. the first thing that i always do i turn well first i hit snooze 20 times oh sometimes i'll i'll be half asleep and i'll actually set my alarm for like a later time yeah like you know 30 minutes or something but I have a problem, but so then I, as soon as I am waking up, I'm like on my phone, like, oh, someone texted me or someone said something on Facebook and yeah, it's so, it's so bad for the brain. Right. It's so bad for creativity. So I'm, I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. It's the same thing with like exercise, you know, like get up and exercise, just do it. Like, Mm -hmm. and and that's what it is. It's a, it's a writing exercise. So yeah. And they always say the thing that's most, or the things that are most important, do them first. So it's like. If that's something you want to do every day, don't wait till it's like you've gone, you've worked, you've ran well, you your expended errands. all your mental energy. Yeah, yeah, and then try to do it at like ten thirty at night because it's just you're not going to give it your best. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. Um. So hey, I want to um, I'm boiling some potatoes. Can I go and check <laughs> my potatoes? I don't want them to get overboiled. I'm making a potato salad. <laughs> all right, we're gonna make everybody just Slight just pause here. L- no, everybody's gonna do just do have do to. Do <laughs> so for the new year with your new album what are what are some of your plans um going forward um well first is to release the album because i've been teasing people since september of 2017 that i'm gonna be you know any day now yeah <laughs> but so it's coming out in march and that's the thing about being an independent artist like there's, there's no one Slow like process. on my on my tail like gotta put it out by this date yeah it's like I can just drag my feet all day, but I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. And I want to I wanna try getting some more dates out of town, out of Nashville, like I was saying. Right. Um, uh, so, And I was kind of talking about this earlier. So you kind of switched from um, acoustic to more electric, especially full band. Um, do you even play acoustic anymore with your band or mostly just electric? No, I don't do acoustic. It's it's too much of a pain to like bring right. an acoustic and, and my electric. And I just love playing my electric yeah. hollow body guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Epith- Epiphone 339. Yeah. Pelham Blue. I love it. <laughs> yeah. People have actually, um, people booking me have said like, you can come play. We want you to play, but you have to bring that guitar when you play. <laughs> Not like in a rude way. Like they're just kind of being funny. Um, they just it, like the yeah, guitar. Yeah. It's a very unique guitar. Whoever got that for you is a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool one, but I want to try to get into the whole uh, licensing world, maybe um, like right. through, you know, just like we're talking about the music dealer stuff and the right. the Wrigley's opportunity that almost that failed that, miserably slips right <laughs> through our fingers. Because um, I do feel like my music is, uh, it would be good in certain placements like that, you right. know, commercial yeah, movie sure. stuff. And people are always telling me that, but. Um, just want to give the people what they want, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I want to see what, what I can do with that. And you're going to do some radio campaign, some radio, radio stuff. Um, and that whole thing, it's just, 
I have to get my head around it. I mean, because it's, it's going to so be a busy much. year. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to wrapping up the album. And uh, now it's like I, I can't I don't want to take any time off. I want to just jump right into yeah. pushing it. And yeah, it's like you, you release the album. You did all that work. You're like, ah, I can rest. No, I can't. Oh, no. That's when <laughs> that's the real the work beginning. starts. Yeah. That's, that's when you have to start, you know, harassing people. <laughs> yeah, constantly harassing yeah. people to play but your music. And but that's what they want. The people want to be harassed. They want right. it. I, that's what I'm constantly hearing. Like, if you don't hear back the first time from somebody, don't take it as a no. Just everyone's busy. Yeah. Right. Um, luckily, I had luck with my first album, like with radio play and just good feedback. Yeah. And so it makes me all the more excited for this album because I just feel like this is a stronger album right as I've grown as an artist and a musician and uh so hopefully it'll be even better this second time around yeah just from the songs that I've heard that you've uh sent me like uh, and I assume that you know you said it's a more cohesive album it's it's definitely I, I definitely hear the growth and just like you've kind of like not that you ever weren't in didn't have a sound developed but you just kind of come into that like Mm-hmm. definitive mm-hmm. like indie americana kind of uh, electric guitar thing that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah i finally like kind of landed on a a genre like when people ask that question oh so what kind of style what style of music do you play yeah i hate that question and i'm always asking people that question too well, and it's frustrating too when you you have so many different styles that you love mm-hmm. to like have to choose one but yeah. Americana is a great kind of catch-all. Yeah, but I, I landed on atmospheric Americana. Um, okay. I, if I could label myself, that's what I want to be labeled. But people have said, you know, what, you know, that's not going to be a marketable right. <laughs> phrase. Uh, so indie, Americana indie rock would be better. But Probably yeah. so, yeah. If someone asks me, I'm going to tell them. <laughs> I'm atmospheric Americana. Because, you know, Jesse, my keys player, adds so much. He has such a cool sound, um, like some synth synth stuff going right. on. And um, so it's – and someone even said soul. Like we played at Douglas Corner a while back, and someone was insisting that we had like a major soul element in hmm. the band, which I'll totally take. Yeah. I mean, the harmonies are awesome. That's That's such a cool part of your music. You have the three-part mm-hmm. harmonies. That's important to me, yep. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really great. Um, also just a quick mention, Jesse has a podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, then obviously you love podcasts. You love podcasts. You should also check out the hexagon podcast with Jesse Carell. Yeah. And he has like a big stockpile of, um, um, he's probably, how many has he done? I mean, close to 20 or something, but awesome artists and he's a great facilitator and i was actually his first what? interview so there you go <laughs> you were the last interview when we quit this the first time so you ruined our entire podcast oh geez <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> well maybe you shouldn't have me on today i know <laughs> let's just have failed let's call it. no right, just kidding bye um and who else you had christine mode um play bass on your album yeah uh-huh well. christine um She's amazing. I'm so lucky to have met her. We actually met on Craigslist. So uh, whenever I was living in Louisiana, like I feel like it would have been a little shady trying to find yeah. artists, uh, musicians on Craigslist. But here in Nashville, it's like totally different game. And um, so, yeah, she's just been such a awesome person having to have in the band. She sang all kinds of beautiful harmonies. And she's 
an artist herself. She has her own project called Miss Christine. And she's, she's actually she's in actually the studio, yeah. Yeah, she's doing she's in studio today doing a, a live stream, which I'm gonna try to catch at some point today. Nice. And then Darren Darling. And then Darren Darling, my the initial member of my band um on drums. I also met him on Craigslist. So and he's been like my super a super fan of my music from the get go. <laughs> He's yeah, he's great. It's great having people in the band that are actual fans of the music who so aren't just doing it for the for the money. <laughs> so <laughs> moral the money of the story. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story is everyone go on Craigslist. <laughs> yes. It always ends up great. <laughs> <laughs> well, cuz I met friend. Caleb Edwards on Craigslist uh initially. Oh, yeah. I yeah, we maybe you told me that. I just forgot. Yeah, we've been playing together for years now. So, mm-hmm. moral of the story no, we just both got lucky. <laughs> you know, something funny is that whenever I go on Craigslist these days, the first tab that pops up is the... Um, Missed connections? It's something like that. It's like, <laughs> and it's one of those weird ones where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm pretty sure my search history is is not like telling them that's not, the, that shouldn't be in the algorithm, but I don't know. Um, somebody told me that their roommate wrote fake missed connections for fun (laughs) (laughs) and i read some of them and they were hilarious but yeah um yeah craigslist you need a musician just go to craigslist it's the best place for musicians um so yeah you got a new album loose hand Mm -hmm. not hands i've been saying loose hands yep loose Loose hand hand. a lot of people have been saying that yeah but we're getting it right getting that straight today loose hand um yeah it's the title track last song on the album and it's a song about just kind of like letting go and not holding on to things so tightly. I'm happy with it. I think it sums up the whole vibe of um, the album. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks so much for coming out. Um, we're looking forward. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to going on tour with you in March. And um, we're yeah, looking forward wait. to hearing more about your, your new CD. And make sure you check out Kickstarter. Um, for Fawn. Yeah, and I'll have it linked on my website. Cool, so um, fawnlarson.com. Yeah, fawnlarson.com, and there will be a nice little banner at the top where you can just click, and um, it'll take you right over to that pre-order site so you can get your very own copy of Loose Hand. Starting next week, starting, I'm probably going to release it. February starting this 12th. week, because when this releases. I oh, that's right, yeah. yes, this week. <laughs> so right now, probably. What, this isn't like a live broadcast? Oh, right, no. Totally wouldn't have signed up to do this if, it, <laughs> if I would have known. <laughs> no, <laughs> cool deal. Well, this has been fun. I'm, I'm happy to to be on the podcast, and hopefully I won't be bad luck again, and this will be the, the last episode you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting up a new interview right now just so that, that you're not the last one. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming out, and uh, see you soon. Okay, see ya. You are listening to All I Want by Fawn Larson off her new album, Loose Hand. You can pick up a copy by uh, checking out fawnlarson.com or facebook.com slash music, as well as Instagram and Twitter. Just look up Fawn Larson. There's not another one. And um, she's the one and only. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Clint Alfin on the next episode. We'll be talking about Folk Alliance and... Uh, doing some songwriting stuff and uh, gospel music and all that. And uh, here we go. Enjoy Fun Larson. Larson.